0: at the hive podcast part of the SB nation network of podcasts you can find us on spotify apple podcasts anywhere else where you normally eat your, or normally eat find your podcast listen to your normally
1: podcast. eat your podcasts.
0: zach yes. I'm, I'm busy i'm talking uh, <laughs> i'm jonathan and i hate the miami heat zach
1: <laughs> my name on. is zachary brown i'm from cafe content and i am stoked that we are tied at halftime We're recording this podcast at halftime of, what would you say, Jonathan, the most important game of the season?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is. But it seems like every game has been the most important game of the season. It's like a a rolling most important game of the season. Like, Friday's game against the Wizards was the most important game of the season to that point.
1: Until we played the Heat, right. And if we beat the Heat this game, we're going to—now correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, because I'm usually wrong—we're going to
0: replace the Heat. With the uh, eight seed, right? Do we skip over we'll, the
1: Magic if we win this
0: game? Uh, Yeah, we're tied with the Magic right now. So we okay. would be tied with the Heat. I don't know what the tiebreaker is because I think we're two and two. We'd be two and two against each other, right? Okay.
1: Yeah. So we're just going to assume we're in the playoffs. If we, yeah, we'll, win
0: we'll at least playoffs, be tied yeah. for the eight seed in the playoffs if, if we win this game. And by the time everybody's listening to this, they'll already have known if we won this game or not. But starting off with what we've seen so far in the first half, these games. So
1: <laughs>
0: see, so you say boring. they suck.
1: They're they're sloppy. I understand that. There's a lot of missed shots. But I l- lo- There they seem scrappy towards each other. They there seems like there's a lot of like energy and animosity between them. You don't see yeah. that.
0: It, I I don't know what it is, but I other than when LeBron was there and they just uh ran us off the court every game, it just it seems like every game against the Heat. It's, or the majority of the games against the Heat are these ugly games where it's like neither team makes it to 100. The final score is 97 to 88, and it's just, and both teams shoot under 40% from the field.
1: Marvin Williams with, I think I counted, two air balls. Yeah, he has uh, two air balls so far. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's it's been ugly. Um, Jeremy Lamb and Tony Parker to this point have uh, 24 of the 39 points. So good for yeah. them. Yeah, Jeremy else. Lamb
1: has been playing really well. And the Heat have been doing this thing, um, and they, they've done it before, where they trap Kemba like super early. Mm-hmm. Um, they even play kind of press on him, uh, trap him super early, and get him to pass the ball. And their traps have been working early on. Um, a few times he's had turnovers off those traps.
0: Yeah, and hopefully the Hornets adjust, because um, that's transitioning. Because that's what the Rockets did in the second half on Monday. And it seemed like that was I don't and part of it was probably because they were like oh we got this game in the bag it's okay. But when they started trying to do that, that seemed kind of when the Hornets really started to find their groove offensively.
1: Yeah, we got a, another hum diddly d from uh, Eric Collins. <laughs> Let me yes, tell you something. When, uh, yeah. Eric Collins reminds me of the uncle in Thanksgiving when he tells you the joke that you don't really laugh at, but he thinks maybe <laughs> you didn't hear him, so he
0: repeats himself. <laughs> <little Yes>.
1: deep.
0: <laughs> he's, he's, but he actually makes me laugh, though. He's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like we were talking
1: about before, I like it, though, what he brings to the yeah. announcing.
0: So while we're at halftime, we're going to, I want to talk about the Rockets game real quick. Um, cool. I got, Every a lot of people have been asking are, you know, wishing the Hornets would play young guys play their in young favor players. of the vets. Yeah, like Dwayne Bacon and Malik Monk, Billy, Erna Gomez, less Nick Batum and Marvin Williams. Um they got their wish with Batum, Williams, and Zeller all out with injuries, along with MKG and uh Tony Parker. And boy did that go poorly. Yeah. Um they looked better in the second half, but I really part of it was like not to take away from them completely. Like they, the Hornets did play better in the second half, but there was definitely a sense that the Rockets had figured they already won that game. But the beginning of that game, that was that was not good.
1: Right, and the I saw that too on the the thread of the game that they were asking for the young players to be played more. Mm-hmm. But so Bridges has been playing more, Bacon has been playing more. Um, the only uh, two players who don't see a lot of minutes are Monk and Billy, and they just don't play good basketball, Jonathan. Uh, no, You can't don't. play players who don't play good basketball. That's just, you know.
0: I see the appeal with Billy because he's got good touch around the basket, and he's a good rebounder. But offensively, he's not reliable enough on, like, the catch, like a catching passes out of pick and rolls and stuff. He bobbles a lot of passes. He gets stripped a lot. And defensively, he's just him, and, and then Malik. This goes from Malik Monk too. They're just non-factors on the defensive end completely. And so, like, yeah,
1: not only non-factors, just like open gates.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, Billy is heavy-footed to the extreme, and um, he compounds that by being somewhat apathetic with uh, towards help defense for reasons I can't understand. I don't know if it's effort or bad technique or what. Just cannot stay in front of anybody, despite being very nimble and athletic
1: yeah and i'm not sure what it is specifically uh with the rockets game with those starters being out what i also heard a lot of criticism of uh, jb and how he was coaching the team and the decisions he was making and if you're going to have players out for injury in the this schedule of games you want them to be out for the west coast games so that they can play in these important crucial games
0: yeah the games we're going to lose anyway Right, exactly. Like, it's okay to it's okay to miss the Rockets game cuz we're going to lose to the Rockets anyway. All you're doing is making us lose by more, which doesn't Right, we want them, them to be anything. healthy for the Wizards and the Heat. Yeah. Um and like so with that with the young guys, Miles played pretty well, but I think a lot of his numbers came in garbage time. Uh, bacon too, I think. But they had their let's Bacon. He looks like a totally different player since he's been back from all the G League since. Um but like we talked about with Billy and Malik, who haven't been getting minutes, much to the chagrin of a lot of Hornets fans. Um, I think they proved why they're not getting minutes. Like Malik Mugg was a plus one, which is the only positive plus minus, but I think that's more of a coincidence because he was three for 12 from the field, two for nine from three. Two for nine from three. He it was, it was just inaccurate and not making the right decisions again. Yeah. I don't know how he doesn't turn the ball over more. Like he doesn't – he has like a one-to-one assist to turnover ratio, which isn't great, but I swear he gets – Like five passes deflected a game that just somehow ended up back in teammates' hands.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned that they played better in the second half and, you know, they looked a little better in the second half. Really, what happened was um, Walker just decided to turn it on um, and carry the team uh, to his 40 point.
0: Yeah, 40 points and 20 shots. Um, That should be enough. Perfect from
1: the three point line. Yeah.
0: Like to still lose. One of those. Yeah, I think he kind yeah, of, Yeah, which like, can... We keep talking feed, about
1: no, you're fine. I'm sorry. It feeds the fire that, yeah. you know, he's doing all that he can do to win these games. And it just... The starters mentioned that, like, hey, after this 40-point performance where we drop one to the Rockets, like, how can you ask Kemba to come back to a team mm-hmm. like this? Now, I'm asking him to. <laughs> uh, it's just hard.
0: Yeah, yes, it is. And then, like... In the defense of the team, it was they were down. He was the only starter. Well, I guess Miles is a starter too, but he was only of the regular starters. Two of the regular starters to uh, to play. So it's not like the normal team. But I do think he covered up how bad most of the rest of the team played. Because it's like, oh look, all the young guys got thrown to the wolves against the hottest team in the league, and we kept it relatively close. It's like, well, the walk was the ninety percent of the reason for that being the case. It wasn't. It was a coincidence, if you know what I mean, that it happened to come in the game where the young guys are playing. And I also might think he probably went into that game, he won't admit it, but with nothing to lose, like uh, we're you know, we have very little chance in this, and I think that probably helped him play a little freer, helped him play a little better.
1: Sure, and a lot like you said, a lot of that time was in garbage time when yeah. we got that lead back a little bit. And Houston is just in a different stage in their in their franchise. Than we are right. This is the mm-hmm. this is a do or die year for Houston. In, next year in 2021, they'll be paying Paul Harden and Capella about a hundred million dollars of the 104 projected cap for next year. So, like, this is they're going for the championship this year. So, when you lose yeah. a game like this, I know people are frustrated. This is a this is a scheduled loss. Yeah,
0: this is that. So, moving to a game, another the next game, the Wizards. Um I wish we could beat the Wizards more convincingly cuz I feel like we should be a better team than the Wizards.
1: <laughs> and we we were for most we had a 20 plus point lead twice. Um we outplayed them for the majority of the game and then did the thing that we always do allowed them to creep back in at the end.
0: Yeah, and it never got like two Yeah, it was never like oh no, you know, this we could lose this game. I mean, there's always the Hornets are always capable of losing a game in the fourth quarter, but it was never like a, I don't think it ever got to where the horn the Wizards had the ball with a chance to take the lead, but the Hornets got outscored 32-21 in the fourth quarter. And it's just, it's always the beginning of these fourth quarters where stuff just seems to always go poorly.
1: Yeah, I agree. And they did the thing to Beal that I was really hoping they'd do to Giannis when they played the Bucks. Is that They let Beal go. That They let yeah. Beal score his points. Um, Beal hit 40, just like Kemba did in the Rockets game, but they held everyone else in check. Mm. Um, I was getting frustrated that uh, Bradley Beal was so wide open, the three-point line a few times. But yeah. if you're going to let their star player just score all the points, um, let him do it and, and take everybody else out of the equation, which is what mm. happened and why we won.
0: Yeah, and Bradley Beal's a great player, but he's not going to win games by himself. Not James like Harden, right? Yeah, it, it's not like yeah, like James Harden. You're like, oh, we'll let James Harden get his, and we'll stop everybody else. Well, like that's what the Rockets want you to do, because yeah. he's, he's the only one. That he, like him getting his is most of their offense, especially when Paul's not playing. But yeah, Bradley um, Beal is, yeah, Bradley Beal getting forty is okay, especially in the the he played forty five minutes, so he he got some extra minutes to kind of boost that a little bit.
1: And everyone else, the role players on the Hornets, did their job. Lamb mm. was great in the Wizards game. Um, even Batum was, had 16 points in the Wizards game. Um, but I don't want to uh, blanket over Kemba. Kemba was, I know he didn't score 40 points like he did in the Rockets game, but he was magical, um, especially mm. in the paint. He reminds me a little bit of Steve Nash. I don't know if you see that. Uh, where he attacks in on, on unorthodox angles, um, kind of contorts his body to make shots, uh, hit shots over big men. It's so fun to watch when he does that.
0: Yeah, he's it's, it's such a stark contrast to what he was like as a young player, where he would just go full speed and just kind of throw it in the basket. And now he never, he always seems to be going at like half speed. But like you said, manipulating angles and stuff to get where he needs to go.
1: Yeah. Do you think fish. that? Do you think that Bacon, like maybe if he allows himself to go a little half speed, because Bacon's always you know one hundred percent all out every time, that mm-hmm. will help him evolve his game as he gets a little uh more experience. You're
0: talking about doing Bacon, yeah, yeah, I think so. And he's he shows a good touch around the basket, and I'm happy that like since he's been back in the rotation, he's not shooting very many of those uh twenty foot you know, off the dribble pull-ups, he's going, he's either shooting, if he doesn't shoot on the catch, he goes all the way to the basket, and he shows a good touch around the basket. So I do think as, if he matures and he keeps developing, if he kind of learns that Kimba, you know, ha- slow down, speed up, uh, you know, change directions while attacking, I think he can become a very good finisher. Because he definitely has the touch for it. He's not. He's not slamming shots off the backboard or anything.
1: Right. And like you said, we should beat a team like the Wizards. We did beat them. Not as convincing as we would want them to. Um, but you saw the performance, especially there were times in that game when we had that game in hand. We were comfortable mm-hmm. with how we were playing. They couldn't force us out of our game plan, which happens a lot, especially when they <laughs> trap Kemba. Yeah. Um, so it was, I thought it was really well played, and if we're going to win games, that's how we're going to win games.
0: Yeah, and I, that's the a- And that's what it's – it was nice to see because, like you said, it's very easy to kind of sabotage the Hornets' offense by trapping Kimba because no one else can really create anything by themselves. Like Nick is a good passer, and he finds the the right teammate. He finds the open shooters. But he's not going to to draw any help. He's too slow with the ball. So if Kimba's not creating – and I think that's why this team is so bad when Kimba sits because no one else can really – pressure on the defense yeah nobody else like either for themselves or for others like Like i said nick is a good playmaker for others in the sense that he'll find the right guy but he's not going to draw help and kick it out he's not going to create find openings that are there and jeremy lamb's the closest we have to someone who could create shots for himself and he's been great lately and that's part of the reason why we beat the wizards like you said um so we need more of that if we're going to make the playoffs
1: and Jeremy Lamb ha- has the potential, especially, I think, in the coming years, to become that playmaker that you can really rely on. We've, he's been doing really well since JV put him on the bench, um, mm-hmm. being that kind of fire coming off the bench. Yeah, I, they- I wonder what, his, what they're going to do in the playoffs when we make the playoffs. Yeah, I said <laughs> when. Um, with him, with his role. Going forward,
0: yeah, and they showed it earlier in the broadcast of this heat game that he actually has played a, a smidge more minutes per game off the bench than he did as a starter. It just we're we just kind of shifted when he gets his minutes.
1: And... Yeah, and he's ending the games too, right? Yeah, he's out out on the court when he's when these games are ending, which in my opinion is more important. I know the prestige comes with starting a game, mm-hmm. but I want to be on the court when the game is on the line.
0: Yeah, there's no. You know, like, there's games played and games started and that stuff, but and there's no stat for games finished. But I think, you know, in, in basketball terms, it is more important to finish the game. Uh, Jeremy Lamb's stats, he's roughly 29 minutes per game as a starter and as a reserve. As a starter, 15 points, 5.5 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, off the bench, 15.7 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. So everything's up off the bench in roughly the same amount of playing time.
1: And you would you would expect that a because Jeremy Lamb's playmaker, but b because the talent that he's going against is a little less, right? So yeah. you're gonna you're gonna hit some starters in that second wave coming off the bench, but mostly they're gonna be mm-hmm. they're the uh, opposing team's bench players.
0: Yeah, and he comes in relatively early, but for the most part, yeah, like when by the when Jeremy Lamb comes in that reserve, so he's got a little bit softer of a of a group to attack. Um, this game we're about three minutes into the third quarter now, and neither, neither team still. It's so ugly. It is. It's just messy. But <laughs>
1: they, like I said, all the players seem to have energy. They seem to be really ag- aggressive, uh, going for the ball. A couple times there have been rebounds where you see two, three people on the floor. Yeah. Um, Parker has been doing this thing all game. Where he is attacking the basket so
0: much that he goes flying into
1: the first first <laughs> row.
0: You know, one other thing I need—I want to mention. Frank Kaminsky's done a real good job boxing out Hassan Whiteside on the uh, on the defensive glass on the Heat's offensive glass. The Heat have bounds right now, but most of that seemed to have come when uh, the starters were in. Gotcha. Gotcha. What I've noticed from Frank
1: and like I shoot the shot, Frank, is what I always scream at my television <laughs> because he's open at the three point line. And a lot of times he'll do the he wants to back them up. He wants to get mm-hmm. in the post. I understand you're more comfortable with that. but We've talked about it before. It's 2019. We need you to score You're 40 percent, 39 percent from the three point line. Shoot the shot, Frank. Do me a favor.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's he's taking three shots in 12 minutes right now. Um, only one three, and he missed it. Which fine for him because everybody else is missing their threes. Like the teams combined are eight for 40 from three right now.
1: <laughs> um, Eric Collins was talking about how it reminds him of 90s basketball, and Dell was like, "Yeah, except they're taking like you said 40 threes.
0: <laughs> um, so exactly nothing like 90s basketball here." <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a lot like 90s basketball in that the teams are missing a lot of shots and playing slow. It just – ooh, that was a good shot. Um, It's just where the shots are coming from is drastically different.
1: Yeah, did, I assume you saw the Lamb three-pointer from like 40 mm-hmm. feet back.
0: Yeah, that he banked Uh-oh. it in. Yeah. <laughs> like Eric Collins said he uh, he got a grenade – or Delcoy said he got a grenade with the pin pulled. Like the pin had been pulled and waited and then thrown <laughs> to Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> All right, so while we're
1: watching the action fold out in front of us, I want to ask you about the next week's coming games real quick. Uh-huh. Just give me a real quick win-loss, what you think. So we got Philadelphia at home on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Um, do you think – first of all, do you think Cody is coming
0: back after this game? I have no idea because it's just soreness and soreness. Soren- like he's missed a long time with Soreness before, but it also could be – like it's one of those literally day-to-day, so I have no idea because I haven't seen anything in the last couple of days about what the team thinks the status is. Have you? I didn't, no, I haven't. It doesn't seem like it's a um,
1: something that will take him out for weeks, so. though.
0: No, I hope not.
1: The good um, thing about the 76ers is that they're not a three-point heavy team like the mm-hmm. Bucks are – Um, you know they get their points from distributing the ball and from Embiid owning everybody. Yeah, uh, in the league. Um, so I think that you approach that in the same way, which is you let Embiid get his points, you let him um own the paint, but then you have to allow Kemba to hit from three and hope that the role players show up. I mean, obviously, you know they're have a better record their organization is a little more um looking towards going deep in the playoffs but i think Mm. at home it's possible for us to win that game
0: i do think it's possible and it helps that we're we're 0-3 against the 76ers but we've lost by one two and three points in the three games so and i know that's that was pre-tobias harris so that changes things but the semi picture team is
1: uh, Frankenstein. Um, yeah, it is. Like from the beginning of the season to now, just a totally different team. I think that they're probably better. Um, I like Covington
0: as a defensive
1: player. Um, I do too. I hate that they lost that, but it's you're facing a different team, is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: and I feel like we match up well with them because, like you said, they're not super three point heavy. Like all of their three point shooting comes off comes from guys like. They're a three-point shooter, but mostly they kind of depend on role players for outside shooting and the rest of their damage is done with uh, Embiid and Simmons in the paint. I, If we keep Embiid off the glass, which is obviously not a given by any means with this team, I think we have a decent chance. Because like I said, I just, if, based on what we saw earlier this year, it just seems like we match up well against this team, even with their and new it's all, Yeah, And it's all about desire. The mm-hmm. Hornets are scrapping
1: for a place in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. They should come to that game that Tuesday game at seven o'clock. Maybe we catch them on a bad night because you know they don't care as much about this game. Um, we, I think we could win that game.
0: Maybe it's a trap game because they play the bucks in an hour for a moment of recording, and then they play the Celtics the next day after they play us. so maybe call okay. it a trap game. All right, let's do it. <laughs> um we got Minnesota on Thursday. There's your Robert Covington, Minnesota- guy that you like.
1: There we go. There we go. Um I think Sarch is out. Is it, he was the other person in that trade as well. Yeah.
0: Right? Is he out? He's been playing well for them for the most yeah. part. No. Covington's yeah. out actually. Sarch Sh- is still playing.
1: Okay. Okay. Um Again, I think this is again about desire. Like they certainly have talent, but it's not Three point talent um mm-hmm. this is kind of that same thing that their their offense starts with um Carl Anthony Towns, and you know if you can control the rest of that team and let uh Cat get his numbers, you can win that game.
0: Um, I have no idea what we're gonna do with Cat though because he's too quick on the perimeter for our regular centers for biz or Billy. And I think he could bully Frank, or if we go small and have Marvin guard him, I think he could bully them inside. I have no idea how we're, he's not going to get 40 against us, unless we catch him on an off-shooting night, which he doesn't really have many of. And, and that's fine, though. If I'm JB, I'm like, all right, we're conceding
1: that we're not allowing him <laughs> to hit three-pointers like he does sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know that's we're trying to find solutions, right? Yeah. So you got to think about it. Like Bradley Beal, like we're going to let him get his, we're going to let him eat and we're going to control the rest of the team. Um, because you're right. Uh, Bismack Biyombo and Carl Anthony Towns basically play two different sports. Um, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> they're a total opposite people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then I don't, I guess he's really all they have. Cause Andrew Wiggins is a bad basketball player. Um, Derek Rose, I guess, is their second best player right now. Am I wrong? Yeah, Am which is amazing to see. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm
1: happy for him. I know he's gone through struggles and he's made mistakes in his life as well. But I love seeing, mm-hmm. you know, someone who is so emotionally attached to basketball do mm-hmm. really well in a place that people had dismissed him, you know, a former MVP yeah, a... had been dismissed.
0: Yeah, as a basketball player, it's a good basketball story, like to really kind of reclaim his career when it looked like he was just gonna flame out. Alright, so the, now he's we're up
1: in to, the Oh go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: No, just say now he's up to eighteen points a game and is arguably the second best player on his team. What do you have his three point percentage up? Thirty seven percent. I just I actually just looked at that as you asked me. That is
1: for his history, that's amazing that he is 30% from the three-point line. 37% <laughs> from the three-point line.
0: Especially how he shoots, too, because he shoots the flattest jump shot I've ever seen from a guard. What <laughs> I was like going to say that we're in shots. the
1: middle of the third quarter. Um, we got five minutes left, and we're on a 7-0 scoring run. We're up by four points.
0: Yeah, Kimba's starting to percolate a little bit. He missed that Love three, but that. He's, yeah. he's hit a couple jump shots and forced a timeout, and that's not good. If uh Dion Waiters is gonna hit shots like that. <clears throat> Old Dion Waiters. <laughs> um doesn't, right, doesn't so he have a the, funny nickname? I feel like he's got what a funny is his nickname. Name? I don't know. I thought he had a funny uh, one. Like, um
1: Waiter's Island is always what I always, always hear. Is uh because people who love Dion Waiters <laughs> think that he can
0: be more than he's ever been, and I just don't think it's ever gonna be <laughs> here it is. This is so on basketball reference. Up oh, there he goes. Um Downhill Dion, nah. Google me, no. Headache, no. But this is the good one. Uh, Kobe Wade. Kobe Wade? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which I, I see don't... it. He plays like he thinks he's Kobe Wade. Uh, I was going to say, does his mom call him that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can see he plays with that approach. Like, you know, he thinks he's Kobe Wade. Um, yeah. He had a good season a couple years ago before he got hurt. But yeah, other than that, he's just that's just a... It's an appropriate nickname for his approach and not so much as uh, actual abilities. You it's know, what's lofty. funny is that, we'll there that. Could,
1: we could do like a Kobe Wade all-stars. There are players who play <laughs> like Kobe and Wade. Austin
0: Rivers comes automatically to mind. Um, mm. He's
1: done better. Dwayne
0: Bacon played like that remember. for a while. Like that, that was my complaint with Dwayne Bacon is that he played like that when he yeah. would get minutes, he would disappear. But when he would get the, like he'd have stretches where he'd be like, all right, this is my time. And he'd just, shoot six uh six straight mid-range jump shots off the dribble and make well, one and of you them. told me he played like that with the swarm right high PR uh, I didn't watch him with the swarm okay but he took a ton of shots which I'm sure he's they tell him to do that when they're sitting yeah. down there for assignment but yeah he took a ton of shots and shot percent from the field yeah when you told me that you
1: had noticed that he played like that I was like man is Jonathan watching swarm games and if he is wow <laughs> god bless him that is uh
0: <laughs> That's I tell myself. Right there. I tell myself I'm gonna watch Swarm Games, but I never do. Um, the reason that we
1: concentrated on Philadelphia and Minnesota is because Saturday and Sunday, back to back, we have the two, three best uh, teams in the East in Boston and
0: Toronto. Um, well, Boston's like they're the five seed right now. I don't know what's wrong with them.
1: I yeah I still think that with their talent in the playoffs mm-hmm. they could go far um you got to believe that there's with Kyrie and with um Horford who have been in the playoffs before they can take their team I you know it'll be interesting to see when they come into Charlotte if it'll be a game um this late in the season I wonder if maybe we'll see Kyrie take a game off. Um,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Something like that.
0: But that's the uh,
1: March 23rd Saturday game is the uh, classic night where they're doing the uh, NBA Jam t-shirts. The last
0: one of the season. Yeah. So we beat the Celtics at home already, but the Celtics absolutely housed the Hornets in the two games in Boston. So what do you think of the chances for the Hornets in that game?
1: I'm not counting on that game, to be honest with you. So I think it's going to go Philadelphia and Minnesota. I think we can pull out wins there, and then I think we're mm-hmm. going to lose the Boston and Toronto. Um,
0: so, so that's two and we two. were
1: talking about the yeah, two and two. We were talking about the hard schedule going forward. What do you think for next week?
0: Yeah, I think two and two's got to be the, the realistic goal. Um, I think ideally, you win all the home games. I, I'd be shocked if we beat Toronto in Toronto. Like we we looked like uh, like you said Biz and Cat play different sports. We looked like a team that plays a different sport than the Raptors, uh, in the first game against them this year. And I don't yeah, know what's talk happened. Yeah, about a home crowd too. Yeah, I I don't know anything that's changed to make that go any better than next time.
1: There hasn't been anything. In fact, I think they've gotten healthier. I think uh, uh Fred Van Van Fleet. pronounced mm-hmm. that name for me. How do you it it's just Van yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's coming uh, off of injury now, so the bench mob is back. They now, have Marcus you know. All now. Yeah, I don't think that's. Yeah, they they stole Marcus All from us.
0: <laughs> and Serge Ibaka will be back, I think, after his suspension for brutally <laughs> assaulting Marquise Chris. That was horrible. <laughs> I know. Looked like the malice in the palace <laughs> over there. <laughs> Marquise Chris, I don't know how you suspend him for a game for that. Like, I don't know what else he's supposed to do. Like, Serge Ibaka just came up from behind him and put him in a chokehold. What's he, he supposed to do? To...
1: For, yeah, he got spent for getting owned. You don't yeah. get owned
0: that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't even blame him for that, because it was it was like a sucker chokehold. Like, Serge yeah. Ibaka came up from behind and grabbed him by the neck and, like, threw him into the stanchion. Like, I don't know how Marquise Chris is supposed to defend himself from that.
1: It was crazy. But we
0: got a rough road ahead. Oh, yikes. Um, Michael Kid kill Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if he did the side of the backboard on a 10-foot jump shot. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't want to say anything really bad about MKG <laughs> because we know this is the same story over and over again. Yeah. Um, the, He's gotten a bunch of minutes in the past couple of games mm-hmm. uh, when he, he had disappeared for a while, and I wonder what the thinking is behind that, probably because of the injuries, you know?
0: Yeah, and to be fair, and, and this is a little mean, but he still has kind of disappeared. Like I've Normally, like at the beginning of the year, and the normal story with MKG is even though he can't shoot and he's not a great offensive player, he makes his presence felt with effort and rebounding and energy and stuff, and he just has been invisible when he's been back in the rotation.
1: Yeah, that sounds like you're talking about one of the kids that you coach in basketball. It's like, yeah you know, he can't shoot the ball very well, but he's got so much energy. And we just yeah. love him on the team. He's just a great force of positivity on the team. Like, great, man. You're making millions <laughs> of dollars. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's there's value in that. Like, everybody likes to play on a team with a guy that, like, you know he's going to cover up mistakes for people on defense, and he's always going to give max effort and stuff. Um, And he knows his, his limitations with the ball. But... If, you, he's, yeah, he's not if you're not doing that Cavaliers
1: now. going for a championship, it's nice to have Kendrick Perkins like, yeah. sitting on the bench so that he can talk to you in the locker room when you're the Hornets and you need every minute from every player. Like, I don't know. I ain't got no time for that. I'm
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, gotta... one more thing I wanted to say about the heat game before we go. I know you got to go. Yeah. Is the This is the last Dwayne Wade game. This is the last time the Hornets will play Dwayne Wade. Ooh. Probably. Jeez. Um, Wow.
0: Um, <laughs> He's bouncy.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to say that I've loved watching Dwayne Wade beat the Hornets um, forever. Like, I remember I'd, it's, in, it's etched in my mind that, look, we were up 3-2 in the playoff series against the Heat. And this guy, I don't know if you know more about this guy than I do. No, but- it's the purple shirt guy yeah the purple shirt with the headband on screaming at Dwayne Wade we were we were going to win a playoff series and you know you can't blame Spike Lee for Reggie Miller Um, but I'm blaming that guy for Dwayne
0: Wade Um, (laughs) I don't know why heckling I feel like never goes the way it's supposed to like these are professional athletes like they don't they don't wilt when some random guy in the the crowd tells them like, "Hey, you're not good at basketball." Like, no, they're going after. That's that's if gonna have a better team than you. Shout out Russell. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not. Like, that's only gonna you know give them an extra little boost. You know, like they're 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 the best basketball players in the world. They're not gonna be intimidated by your trash talk. No. Um. So. We're about to the third quarter is about to wrap up. Jimmy Lamb just made a nice dunk, and it looks like the Hornets are going to be trailing going into the fourth quarter against the Heat. But I've uh, got all the faith in the not, world, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a team. If nothing else, they've given us reason to believe in their fourth quarter. Um, it's sixty-two to sixty. This this is not two thousand and nineteen <laughs> basketball. <laughs> it's like nineties basketball, Colin. <laughs> It's nineties basketball if everybody took their jump shots from eight feet further back. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and exactly.
0: real quick, real quick, I've one more on the nineties basketball thing. Have you watched any like ESPN classic or NBA TV like throwback games from the nineties recently?
1: Not recently, but I have in my past, yeah. Uh
0: without like if you remove nostalgia from the equation, which I'm I'm twenty seven years old, so I don't really have much nostalgia because I didn't I wasn't old enough to really comprehend what I was watching, right? Um, that's some bad basketball relative to what's being played today. Yeah, and it was it was a different game. It just wasn't. Yeah. So, um,
1: it was a lot of one on one. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of moving the ball around. Um, when D'Antoni came in with the Suns and was doing the seven seconds or less thing. That yeah. revolutionized the game because of how quick they played. It used to be put your bruisers down low, you know, twin towers with the Houston Rockets. Um, and the, the stats, now everybody's concerned with what is the best percentage shot to take mm-hmm. on what play.
0: I remember I watched, I turned on a game one time and it was like, it was an NBA finals game between the Blazers and the Bulls. And in the first like minute and a half that I watched, um, Clyde Drexler, Hall of Famer, Clyde Drexler caught a pass on the wing at a three-point line wide open nobody was even everyone just kind of like oh well he's got that shot no point in trying and he took a dribble up to the top of the key and shot a contested (laughs) jump shot (laughs) (laughs) I was like I know this is before like analytics and stuff but you have to think somebody was like hey if we're gonna shoot from this far away we might as well try to get extra
1: yeah, and I've heard it described as putting wheels on luggage. Like, why did it take so long? You know? Yeah, yeah. But um, I gotta go. Worst, I yeah, l- that's cool. The worst thing about nine years basketball is standard definition. That's the worst. Oh, thing
0: that's about. that too. But yeah, and it's also yeah. But anyway, last Perfect. thing. Yeah. Last thing before I have to go. Um, the Magic are apparently signing Michael Carter Williams to a ten-day contract. Oh, you love this, don't you? Steve Clifford loves him some Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, do don't, know I don't, don't know why. I don't know why either.
0: <laughs> Michael Carter Williams has a highlight reel on YouTube of him missing layups and airballing jump shots. Is that uh, yeah. Is it, I was gonna say is that eighteen seconds long? No, it's very it's it's <laughs> it's a good like three minutes long. Oh my god. And I don't even think it was from the full season. Like I think it was an at the hive user put it together. His name's like one two three one two go or 123, two, something like that. Um he put it together, and I think it was in like February or March. Like, it wasn't even – like, there was still a couple months of the season left. And it's just like, here's a three-minute montage of airball jump shots and layups, that, layups that hit all backboard. But, I don't know. I guess And he, that is the sum competitor.
1: and total of the MCW talk <laughs> that will be on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Jonathan, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I know you got to go. Are you going to the finals game?
0: Yeah. I have, like, what do you mean the finals? Like, for my, my league? You there? You there, Zach? All right. Well, if Zach is gone, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you all next week, and see you later.